The following is a presentation of the Connection Church, a place where people are being set free. If you'd like to know more information about our community, you can join us online at connectionchurchnc.com. Good. I'm glad y'all are here at Connection Church this morning. We are going to have a good time. God's presence is here. We're going to talk a little bit more about that as we move on this morning. But man, I want to just say that if you've been in the church for a while, uh, you understand that, man, we talk about some crazy things in church, don't we? Like, how many of you actually read Scripture? Man, there's some crazy things going on in Scripture, isn't there? I mean, if let's just be very honest, man. It's crazy. Some things that we can't explain, some things that we don't understand are taking place in Scripture. Listen, if you're new to this church thing, listen, we are crazy. Your first perception of us is correct. We do do a lot of weird things. And we're going to talk about this morning uh, is probably one of the weirdest things, maybe probably close to the very top of the list. I don't know if you've been in church much, but you've heard probably people talk about it. We even sang about it this morning, talking about the Holy Spirit. Some people call him spirit. Some people call him a ghost. I mean, like if you're new to this church thing, that is sort of strange, isn't it? I mean, I don't see any ghosts or spirits in here. At least I hope I don't. But we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2 here this morning. But, you know, what I've seen in the church world, because I've been in the church for quite a while, is I've seen that people, we just don't grasp the Holy Spirit and who He is and what He brings to us. We understand God and we understand Jesus. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. But, but what we've done in the church world is we have just sort of put the Holy Spirit in a nice little corner because it's still a part of this God thing, we think. So we're just going to put him over here to the side and do not much with the Holy Spirit. We sort of don't understand it, so we just sort of skip over him. And what I want to say this morning as we move forward is this. Guys, we are, are seeing sort of the church as we know it in our day and age, maybe lose some of its attractiveness, maybe losing some of its power, and it's because we are failing to understand who the Holy Spirit is, and the reality is that God is in this place this morning through His Holy Spirit. That stuff doesn't make sense to us, so we sort of just skip it. But listen, we cannot treat the Holy Spirit, like I treated my SAT test, okay? Let's just get that out there. Now, this next part is going to require a lot of honesty and humility on your part. We're not judging you. I'm not going to make fun of you if you don't make fun of me, okay? So if you took an SAT test, would you raise your hand really high? Really high. Okay, good. All right, Keep them high. Don't you put them down yet. Raise them high. If you took the SAT, let's just all in this together. I lost in the first service, but I want to see who's the smarter service, the first or second. Keep them up. So if you made under a 1,000 on your SAT scores, keep your hands up. What, what did you make? Yeah. Like 1,400. Keep them up. If you made under 900... Keep your hands up. Yeah, this is the dumber group. That's awesome. Man, this is my group. I feel so much better. If you made under 800 
on your SAT scores. It's all good, huh? I'm, I'm going to stop there because i got to keep going lower. Listen, in the first service, it was me and Andy, our worship leader, and my dad. <laughs> and so now I figured out why, because DNA, you know what they say about DNA. But here's what they did. is they, I took this training class for my SATs, and, and they told me that this class would help me gain more points on my test. Well, it didn't, but here's what they told us in the test that they were telling us and training us for, they said, like, if you come to a question and you don't understand it or you don't know the answer to it, what do you do? No, 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 no. They told me to skip it. Like, don't put anything. Like, it will not hurt you. Did they tell you the same thing? They told you the same thing. That's why we did so bad. You see, I knew it wasn't my fault. But what happened is they said, listen, if you don't know the answer, if you don't understand the question, skip it, and it will not count against you. And I said, that's great. That sounds like one of the best deals I've ever heard. So when I went to take my test, I actually took it twice and still didn't bump 800, but don't judge me. Um, when I come to something that I didn't understand, I just skip it. I lift it blank. And come to find out, it actually does hurt you, and they do go against you if you leave them blank. But guys, that's what we do with the Holy Spirit. We, we don't understand Him. Like, like, we understand that God loves us. John 3.16, right? For God so loved the world. We've got that part. And, and we even understand this Jesus guy, this Savior of the world. I mean, we talk about Jesus a lot here. I understand Jesus, and I know that He died for me so that I could have life and new life and eternal life. I understand God, and I understand this Jesus, but this Holy Spirit, this Holy Ghost, man, I'm just not so sure about Him. So why don't we do this? Why don't we just ignore Him and skip Him, and we'll go on with this life this way? I said, that's what a lot of us do. If you have a Bible, we're going to look in Acts chapter 2 this morning because that's when the Holy Spirit comes on the scene. That's when He comes down to this earth. And it says in Acts chapter 2, the very first verse, it says, When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire. See, I told you this stuff is weird, right? It's okay. It's weird. Tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit enabled them. See, we've probably read that. If you've been in church, any in your life, you've probably read and you've heard that. And listen... I am one of these who's guilty. I sort of just skip over that first couple of verses in Acts chapter 2 because I want to get to the highlights. I really can't explain the violent wind and the tongues of fire. I, I can't explain that. And I don't understand it. So what I do is I skip over that part and I get to the part where I can humanly figure out or I humanly can process. And so what I do, much like many of you, in Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Spirit came, we skipped to the part where Peter, where Peter got up and preached this great message about Jesus. 
You see, it says in the 14th verse here in Acts chapter 2, it says, then Peter stood up. Which is absolutely amazing if we ever stop to think about it. Because just a couple of months ago, this same guy by the name of Peter, he, he wasn't standing up. No, Peter was actually cowering back when someone came to him and said, Hey, aren't you the guy who's following this Jesus guy? And Peter, the same guy who stood up here in Acts chapter 2 back just a month or so ago, says, No, nah, man, I'm not even sure. I'm not, I don't even know who he is. So this is pretty profound. Something must have taken place. It goes on here in verse 14. It says, Then Peter stood up with the eleven, and this he raised his voice with confidence, and he addressed the crowd, and he said, Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. And something took place in Peter's life. I mean, the message is okay. We'll talk about the message here in just a second. But he gives this message. And the message was, well, it was pretty dry. Let me just be very honest. There, there was no humor in Peter's message. There were no personal stories in Peter's message. His story was to the point about this man by the name of Jesus Christ who came to be the Savior of the world. He got right to the point. He was very bold and somehow... 3,000 people that day came to know Jesus as their Savior. Like 3,000. If you're reading along in Acts chapter 2, it's just right down here in the 41st verse. It says those who accepted His message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. You see, before this day happened, there was only about 120 Christians. There's 120 people in this room here this morning. It was barely a small church before this day took place. And after Peter stood up with such boldness and confidence and delivered this message, the church grew to over 3,000 people. And it hasn't stopped and it hasn't looked back since. This group of people is responsible for the things that are still taking place in this church today. And so some of you may be like, well, where did all this stuff come from? How did it change so suddenly? Maybe this violent wind and these fiery tongues flying through the air, maybe there's something to do with the Holy Spirit, and maybe we need to figure it out. And so what I want to do just over the next few minutes here is maybe hopefully shed some light on this Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit, whatever we call Him. You see, Peter was not really that great of a guy. It had nothing to do with Peter. It actually had nothing to do with the church either. You see, the church here, this great movement now of God, it had nothing to do with the church because I don't think this church had greeters in the parking lot that were waving at you and welcoming you to this church. I don't think this church had great ushers I don't think this church had a banging kids ministry at all. I know this church did not have this worship team at that church. Peter was the one speaking. I guarantee you they didn't have the state of the art church building. But what did they have? 
You see, we cannot skip over those first couple of verses in Acts chapter 2 just because it may freak us out a little bit. Just because we can't explain it and just because we don't understand the Holy Spirit with all of these flying tongues of fire and all of this violent wind and all of the tongues being spoken, we cannot just skip over it because we don't understand it. You see, I believe that there's some people in this room today who are in a place that you particularly don't care to be in. I I believe that there are some things going on in your life that you wish were not going on. I believe there's some of us in this room today, if we're very honest, we simply do not like where we are. And I believe the answer and the reason for all of those things is because we're trying to be and we're trying to play a part and we're trying to take a role. We're trying to be someone that God never intended us to be in the first place. You see, because we don't understand the Holy Spirit and we just want to skip over Him. Many of us in this room, we think that we are supposed to be playing the role of the Holy Spirit in our life. So what's this Holy Spirit thing, person, have to do with us? Why do we need not to skip over Him? Why can we not just put Him in a nice little corner? You see, Luke, who wrote in Acts... He says something in Acts chapter 2, verse 2, that we've already skipped over this morning. And most of us in this room, we skipped over it, and it meant absolutely nothing to us. We've probably read over this many times in our life, and we've just continued to go to verse 3 and beyond. You see, Luke writes something that I truly believe is a game changer for every single person sitting in this room when we understand it. In Acts chapter 2, let's just look at it real quickly. In Acts chapter 2, he says, Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came. You see that? Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came. And if you just read that in the English, you just slide right on past it much like I have and many of us have for years. But I want to say this again. What Luke says here is a game changer for every one of us in this room. You see, he says here that word came in the original Greek language. He uses a word. He actually uses a couple of words and puts together a phrase. And it means this. means a permanent change of conditions. And so when Luke was writing this, he was basically saying that this Holy Spirit, even though you may not understand what you're looking at, as strange as it may seem, as crazy as it may be, He is coming. And because He's coming, there is going to be a permanent change of your conditions. And I'd just like to ask you, 
being very personal with you this morning. How many of you would love to have a permanent change in your conditions? Don't raise a hand. How many of you want a permanent change in your conditions? I want to be the first in line. You see, because I am as guilty as anybody in this place of taking on a role that I was not designed to take. For some reason, I've been wanting to take the role of the Holy Spirit in my life, in my family's life, and maybe even in this church's life. I've been wanting to take the place of the Holy Spirit. And it probably explains why I am where I am. See, I've been playing the role that God designed His Holy Spirit to play. You see, I have thought that I was the mountain mover. I thought I was one who was supposed to just suck it up, to toughen up. I'm not going to let anybody see me cry. I'm not going to let anybody see me hurting. I'm not going to let anyone know that I'm straining or struggling. Because I started to take the role of the Holy Spirit in my life. I can't help but to think that I'm not alone in this room today. You see, the Holy Spirit, He's confusing. Yes, I couldn't sit here in three hours and explain to you the Trinity of God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Listen, I just have faith. But I do know, I do know that the Holy Spirit of God is why you are here today. You see, you don't know this maybe, but you did not come here to this place for a great time of fellowship. You did not come to this place to have some energetic worship music. You didn't come to this place to have some kind of message spoken to you. You came to this place whether you know it or not because you're being drawn by God's presence to be in it. And I think the church for hundreds of years has missed this. We've missed the fact and the reality that God is here in this place. Oh, you can't see Him. Some of you would leave here and you would say that you felt Him. But I know that God is in this place because of the faith that I have in my God. And no matter what you think that you're here for, you're here for being in His presence and in His presence alone. You see, my God through His Holy Spirit that is in this place today, He brings a peace and a comfort. You can look in the Scripture. And it talks and even gives the Holy Spirit the name Comforter at times. Some of you need that today and you didn't even know it. You see, He gives the peace in situations that there should not be peace. Peace. 
You see, God, through His Holy Spirit, also gives wisdom. I cannot be the only one in this room who needs to know what kind of step to take next. There are people here today who need the Holy Spirit to give wisdom. I'm going to tell you, there's something taking place here in this church. And I don't know why God's using us. I have no idea. We've not got some secret formula. But I just want to tell you, we just hired two new full-time staff members. Our kids' ministry director has just gone full-time today. Guess where she started? In those seats. God called them, spoke to her through the Holy Spirit, and gave her wisdom to take her next steps. Some of you know Brent McDowell, who's our outreach director. Today is his first full time at this place. He left being a Thomasville police officer full time because the Holy Spirit of God gave him wisdom on what to do next. I've got a friend of mine that is at this church. His name's Rodney. God, through the Holy Spirit, is giving him what's next. He's called into ministry. He doesn't know what it looks like, but he's being obedient to the Spirit of God who gives us direction. I guarantee you there's some of you in here today that the Holy Spirit of God is wanting to tell you things that you could never imagine. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He gives wisdom. I love this, and this is where we're going to focus all week next week on Sunday. Is my God, through His Holy Spirit, brings unity. Holy Spirit of God brings passion. And I cannot tell you how desperate this community is for some passionate people to go live through the power of the Holy Spirit Monday through Saturday. This community needs passion. And my God, through His Holy Spirit, sparks passion and boldness. Listen, if you're having a bad day and you're kicking rocks, and you've got a frown on your face, tell them that you go to some other church because here at this place, we walk around seven days a week full of God's Holy Spirit with passion and boldness and fire that somebody's going to ask you, what is your problem? And you get to tell them, I am so full of God and His love that I cannot even stand it. See, the Holy Spirit brings about passion. So I don't know where many of you are today. God's confusing with this Holy Spirit thing. But I believe that the greatest part of our God and His Holy Spirit that is here today is that He never leaves me. He never leaves me. 
Like I cannot do something wrong enough for Him to leave me. I cannot be low enough that He is not with me. And I'm just going to be very honest with you this morning. I, I don't know what the perception of this stuff is. Like, I may be on a stage and I may get to hold a microphone and it may look like I've got it a little bit together, but I just want to be very honest with you. I am at a place in my life today that I've never been in 39 years. It's been about the last month or so, even up to the last days and weeks, that I have been, I've been emotional And I don't get emotional. For those of you who are closest to me, you know that I don't cry. I just don't. But you see, when I get emotional and what you feel is crying, I sometimes let out with anger. I'm sorry to burst your bubble of the perception of perfection. But I get angry when I get emotional. And over the last couple of months and weeks and even days, I am at a place where I just don't know. I'm scared. Sometimes I feel so alone. And I've got friends all over this country. Doubt creeps in. But the one thing that God and I have constantly been talking about over the last little while. No matter where you are, Scott, and no matter how sorry you want to feel for yourself, and I don't care, Scott, how angry you get and some of the things that you say to me. Scott, I'm right there in everything with you. You see, God never leaves me alone because His Holy Spirit, even though I cannot write a paper about the Holy Spirit, and even though I don't understand Him fully, His Holy Spirit is with me everywhere I go. And guess what? He's right here with me And He's right here with you today.